everybody. Welcome to The Wake Up for Thursday, October 22nd, 2020. Here's what's happening in Hollywood, the media biz, and social platforms, where thankfully things have calmed down a bit from yesterday. Well, except that Quibi is done, as I'm sure you heard, but there are a few other casting and series items to know about, as well as HBO Max subscriber number updates, uh, sort of. Brought to you by the freshest Colombian coffee you can get, Devotion Coffee. <laughs> Over in the trailer house, one and a half to check out today. The first being a full trailer for David Fincher's Mank at Netflix. That one is set for a December 4th streaming release. And the other is a two-minute teaser for Disney's next big animated film, Raya and the Last Dragon, which is currently set for theaters in March. Links to both in the episode notes, of course. And now over to Hollywood. Where the Quibi shut down went from rumor to reality in about 24 hours. It'll still exist for the near future, but uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman figured it best to pull the plug now, then uh, continue to spend good money after bad and at least return some money to their investors. How much exactly? Well, according to the information, when all is said and done and uh, paid in full, about $350 million of the initial $1.75 billion will go back to investors, or about 20%, and that money will mostly go back to their early round investors. According to AdAge, 90% of the people who signed up for the initial 90-day free trial canceled once it expired. That left Quibi with just 72,000 paying subscribers back in July. They did build it up to about 500,000 by October, but that's not even close to where they needed to be to make the business model work. As for all the content Quibi has already produced, they're still trying to sell off the library and remaining projects, which uh, includes several yet-to-stream movies, well, shot in six-minute increments. But in COVID production times, who knows? Still more details to come here, of course, but the mobile-only streaming service experiment is over. And around 200 people will soon be out of a job. Otherwise, we have a lot of movie casting news and some odds and ends in TV. So uh, movies first, because it's, well, my podcast. And we'll start off with Jared Leto, who's uh, reprising his role as the Joker for Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, reconfiguration as a four-hour miniseries at HBO Max. Jared joins Ben Affleck, Ray Fisher, and Amber Heard, who are already shooting additional material, according to the trades. Elsewhere, Daisy Edgar-Jones, who played the lead in Hulu's Normal People, has been cast in the lead role in the adaptation of Where the Crawdads Sing that Reese Witherspoon is producing over at Sony. Daisy will play the role of Kaya. Elsewhere at Sony, uh, Ellen Barkin is joining Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson in their action comedy Man from Toronto. And Rebel Wilson has chosen a drama for her next movie. She's joining Janet McTeer for the screen adaptation of the play The Almond and the Seahorse, according to Deadline. It's about two couples where a partner in one of them has suffered a traumatic brain injury and the resulting ramifications. And some 2021 movie release date changes. Uh, Sony has moved Ghostbusters from March to June 11th next summer, which is the same opening weekend of the original movie. And Universal gave a new date to Candyman. That'll now hit theaters on August 27th. Over in the TV... David Gordon Green is going to co-write and direct a pilot for a Smokey and the Bandit reboot with uh, Seth MacFarlane producing. That one's set up as part of Seth's deal at Universal Content Productions, but does not have a streaming or network home just yet. Spectrum Originals has ordered a six-episode pandemic-themed drama from uh, Robert and Michelle King called The Second Wave, according to Deadline. It centers around a, quote, uh, unexpected and deadly second wave of the pandemic in New York City, because that's what I want to think about right now, and uh, stars Audra McDonald, Taylor Schilling, and Stephen Pasquale. And it looks like I won't have to wait since they're starting production next week, and it should hit Spectrum's on-demand platform by the end of the year. 
Z-Way Fumudo, or I think she just goes by Z-Way. Anyway, she's getting her own variety series at Showtime to be produced by A24. She's currently a comedian and writer on Showtime's Dizzes and Marrow and our cartoon president. The show's going to be a combination of sketches, interviews, and person-on-the-street segments, but no timeline for the show was given in the press release. FXX has a renewed Archer for a 12th season. Archer's 11th season is currently airing and uh, seems to be getting a big boost from FX on Hulu, as their total audience is up 32% versus the 10th season, now averaging about 2.4 million viewers an episode. Apple TV continued their music documentary buying, picking up a docu on The Velvet Underground from director Todd Haynes, according to Variety. Elsewhere, Scott Speedman is joining Penn Badgley for the third season of You at Netflix. He'll play a mysterious CEO, husband, and father. And CBS has set some return dates for most of their dramas. Bull is going to return on Monday, November 16th after the return of their comedy lineup. And All Rise and their two FBI shows are going to return the following night on Tuesday, November 17th. And finally, SEAL Team will come back the day before Thanksgiving on November 25th. And we'll round out here with a kudos to newly promoted UTA partners, David Kirsch and Jeff Suttleston, who have been named as the new co-heads of their alternative or unscripted TV department. Previous head Brett Hansen is going to transition to a senior client-facing role in that department, so uh, congrats to David and Jeff. Next up, over to the media biz and social platforms. With Fios and DirecTV both losing more TV subscribers, an update on HBO Max subscribers, and Variety's editor-in-chief returning after a four-month leave, plus today's pop quiz. How many uh, Smokey and the Bandit films were there? The answer, after a coffee break with Devotion Coffee. In a world obsessed with freshness and where your food comes from, most people don't think about their coffee. Sometimes you'll see on a bag when the beans are roasted, but you really have no idea when those beans left their country of origin, where it's very possible those beans could have been sitting around for anywhere from six to nine months. But with Devotion, you know you're getting the freshest Colombian coffee experience possible. Devotion FedExes their beans every week up from Bogota to their roastery in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. So the coffee gets from Bogota to in your cup in as little as a 10-day time frame. And Devotion makes it super easy to order. Go to Devotion.com, that's D-E-V-O-C-I-O-N.com. They have a wide variety of beans to choose from sourced from various areas of Colombia. And they tell you which one on each bag. You get free shipping on your first order of just 50 bucks or more and enter the code WAKEUP at checkout and get 20% off your first order. So you don't have to even leave your house to get your coffee and it's probably less expensive than if you did. That's Devotion.com. Enter the code WAKEUP and that link and code are both in the episode notes. Check it out today. And now the answer to today's pop quiz. There were three Smokey and the Bandit films made from 1977 to 1983. Although Sally Field was not in the third, and Burt Reynolds basically just had a cameo. The first one was of course about moving a truckload of Coors beer across state lines. The second had Burt and Sally transporting an elephant, also across state lines, a curious choice. And the third one had Big and Little Enos betting Buford T. Justice that he couldn't drive from Miami to Texas in a given time period. There was no fourth movie. Over water, over ice, over cars, over eggs, and over easy. Smokey and the Bandit. Part 3. Hot damn y'all, I swear. Now, over to the media biz and social platforms. (laughs) 
Okay, a lot of subscriber number updates coming at you for about a minute. So just fast forward about 60 seconds if it's uh, way too early in your day for that. But we'll start with AT&T who uh, released updated HBO Max numbers this morning. And they were about as confusing to understand as HBO Max in general thus far. The one solid number to know is that 38 million people now pay for HBO or HBO Max in the US. That's roughly about the same size as Hulu. Now, how many of those people are folks who only signed up for HBO Max is uh, hard to say, or at least I couldn't decipher it. But looking worldwide, when you include HBO's international subscribers, 57 million people now pay for HBO or HBO Max globally. And back to HBO Max numbers here in the US, they announced that 28.7 million people have, quote, access to HBO Max, but that only 12.7 million have actually, quote, activated their HBO Max accounts. And of those, there was no indication of how many have, uh, you know, actually used their HBO Max account or any viewership or engagement numbers of any kind. So basically five months in, 16 million people have still not activated their HBO Max accounts that they have free access to. HBO Max is still not accessible on the two most popular streaming devices, Roku or Amazon Fire. Elsewhere at AT&T, people continue to get rid of DirecTV like it's, well, DirecTV as 595,000 people canceled it from July through September. Although a few of those folks may still be legacy AT&T U-verse customers. And another 37,000 people canceled the streaming TV bundle with the catchiest name in showbiz, AT&T TV Now. AT&T's current debt load stands at $149 billion. That's down $2 billion from last September. Sirius XM also updated their subscriber numbers in a much more easily understandable manner. They added 186,000 paying subscribers in the third quarter to hit 34.4 million, and their Pandora unit added just over 100,000 to hit 6.4 million paying subscribers. And we'll finish out the numbers with Verizon Fios, who announced they lost another 61,000 TV customers in the third quarter, bringing their total to about 3.9 million TV customers. But they did add about 140,000 broadband customers, lifting that total to about 6.1 million. Okay, welcome back, people who zoned out in math class. Over in digital publishing, senior business editor at NBC News, Claire Atkinson, is leaving after three years to join Business Insider. That's according to Talking Biz News. She'll start as a senior media correspondent at BI next month. And Claudia Eller is returning to Variety as editor-in-chief on Monday, according to The Wrap. This is after a four-month leave of absence after making some uh, controversial comments on Twitter to a former employee, followed by a company town hall that did not go well. Claudia will finish out her contract through the summer of 2022, at which point Cynthia Littleton will take control. Cynthia filled in during Claudia's absence and is going to retain a co-editor-in-chief title until Eller's departure. Over in sports, they continue to have ratings issues, as the first game of the World Series was the lowest rated uh, seemingly ever, with 9.1 million viewers, according to CNBC. Although that number was still ahead of most, if not all, NBA Finals games earlier in the month. And gonna round out with the retirement of hockey royalty, as announcer Mike Doc Emmerich is signing off from NBC Sports after calling the last 22 Stanley Cup Finals, as well as being the lead announcer for NBC Sports hockey coverage for the past 15 years. But he will still contribute occasional written video essays for NHL on NBC. So congrats to Mike on a career well done. In today's programming notes, there's a presidential debate if you're curious how a mute button works. Although I'll mostly be watching the Giants-Eagles game on Thursday Night Football to see which team gets to the uh, two-win mark this season. HBO Max has two new additions, the Bob Zemeckis movie The Witches with Anne Hathaway, Octavia Spencer, and Chris Rock. 
and their first Chelsea Handler comedy special called Evolution that I've seen uh, surprisingly very little press for. And I'm going to go out today with a new song from Chloe. That's spelled with an X, so I'll let you figure out where it goes. This one's called Heavy, but uh, hopefully the day is not. Have a good one, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. Why's it always gotta be so hard?